Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today joining me for the post-match bulletin is Kevin Graham and Russell Boyce, welcome back to the show guys. Listen, we spoke at the beginning of the game, Russell Boyce and I, and at halftime, about that moment when you need to start looking at Ange Postacoglu. I'm sitting here six games in, Kevin Graham, I'll start by coming to yourself and I have no confidence that Celtic are going to win this league. Um, I'm comparing today's result uh, against the result the other night where I came away with plenty of positivity 
uh, and we discussed it in the, the WhatsApp group about uh, all the positive aspects of coming away from Spain with a, a narrow 4-3 defeat. Today's a different ball game entirely. We're going to that game today, Kev. Um, our away record is poor. Our record at the Tony Macaroni is dreadful and we fail to come away with anything. Uh, at the same time, at Ibrox, Rangers drop two points. What's your thoughts on this, Kev? And at what point does the mitigating circumstances become less and less and we start focusing on Ange Postacoglu, poor team selection, poor use of substitutes, poor tactics? When, when do we start looking at that, Kev? I think it, I'm not going to look at it today. Not at all. That was utterly dreadful today. Absolutely dreadful. Um, there was only two players on that pitch got past marks, and that's Joe Hart and Cameron Carter Vickers. Mm. All the rest of them would be as well walking about Livingston shopping for the amount they for the amount they actually gave us. What is it when we go to West Lothian that we, doesn't matter who we play, who's the manager, who's his manager? We just seem to suck the life out of any sort of football we've got whatsoever. Mm. We. For me, I'm not, going, I'm not going to back down with what I actually says at the start of the season. I'll be happy as long as we're still in it when we get to the January window. And I didn't think Rangers have dropped two points. For me, that's only positive for the day. That is only positive for the day. Mm. The, the, it's, it's, it's only four points and it's no six. That is only positive. The other positive is we've got a home game next week, but our away form's got to change at some point. We've got to get a victory at some point away from him, and we've got to do it with a certain amount of style. Today was just horrific, absolutely horrific, dreadful. I don't, I'm don't. i running out of words to actually... It's 90 minutes that I'll never get back. 90 minutes that I, I wish I hadn't bothered actually doing. And for all the positive, it's the first game this season I've got no positives whatsoever. To come out of it, no positive whatsoever. It's difficult to, to pull positives, Kev. Uh, we're on the post match immediately, as soon as the full time whistle goes. Yeah. Um, we need to call it like we see it. And yeah, Kev, you know, at Christmas time, if we're still in a, a title race, fantastic. From what I'm seeing at the moment, I'm very doubtful that that will be the case. I'm looking at the, the game the other night against Real Betis. We were playing a team who finished sixth in La Liga at that point, um, who finished above the likes of Villarreal and Celta Vigo. Today, we're uh, playing a team who can't buy a win. Never won a game all season. One point, they're propping up the, the table and we go out there and they beat us one nothing. And do you know what? A lot of, the, a lot of what we're going to cover here, we covered it at half time. This is a big frustration for me, Russell, because we're, we're pointing out certain aspects. For example, the ineffective nature of the performances by Jota and Abada. We suggested switching them coming up against a different challenge. Abada has not played well uh, over the last few games. Jim yeah. raised it a couple of weeks ago, um, even when he set the goal up against uh, AZ Alkmaar, he faded pretty badly out of that, that game. That was it. Yeah. yeah, and I think he was anonymous against Rangers. He misses the game uh, the other night against Betis, and today, again, faded really, really badly. But we didn't change it up. Russell, we didn't make the changes. A simple thing that we spoke about, corner kicks. Why on earth are we doing this This Barcelona short corner kick? Get the ball into the box. On two occasions, two of our best chances today, direct corner kicks, headed yep. by Welsh, headed by uh, Ayeti. So yeah. when when do we start focusing on the fact that we've played six, lost three, won three, we've got a 50% win ratio in the league this season and that's simply not good enough? No, absolutely not. Uh, you're just quickly in the corners thing. I mean, you've seen the difference, didn't you? You know, the, when, the, when the cross comes in again, he's unlucky. 
But, um, you know, finally it looked like we were trying to become more direct. But again, that change in, in sort of mentality or whatever came far too late. Mm. The writing, it was staring you in the face at half time. You know, I think we've got to be honest here. We were talking about Europa League midweek. I'm watching Axel and I'm seeing comments. It was, it was Kevin. He'd said, you know, this is fun. It's going to be a fun season. I didn't have fun today. You know, we've got to be honest about it. That wasn't no, fun. I didn't, have, I didn't have fun today either. Russell. No. I mean, so, I mean, I, I, Ange promised, I mean, what we've actually seen earlier on in the season is a bit of chaos. That wasn't even chaos today. That was just sterile rubbish. That, was like, some, that was like somebody doing an experiment in a test. Yeah. To see Long, to see how long it would last before you you wanted to slit your wrists, truthfully. See, when you're looking at it, and we've seen performances like this under every manager. I mean, we've seen performances that uh, you wouldn't write home about under Brendan Rodgers. We've seen performances under every manager we've had. At that situation, though, Kevin, they take the lead 25 minutes into the game. And I know that we're playing ball and golly. By the way, I agreed with you on Hart and uh, Carter Vickers. I'd also throw ball and golly into the mix here. I know he wasn't perfect, but I thought he did well under the circumstances, Kev. You know, if, if we were going to give it pass marks, I thought he did okay. Uh, but in, in that scenario, he has got to, as a manager, he has got to change. And Russell said that at half time, it's not always a substitute personnel change. It's the shape. You know, and we didn't even try Jota and Abada. Jota and Abada today, you know, and I've been raving about Jota and the, the possibilities that he might bring. Today, based on today's performance, he tried to do too much at times. Um, he tried to do something fancy when let's just play a simple ball and try and carve them open. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's coming through here, I'm going to bring it in, is uh, Autumn Glow's asking Am I being revisionist or is this at least as bad as some of the showings under the, the side last season? I'll tell you where that actually rang true for me was in the final third, Kevin, and we ran out of ideas again. Now, I know that we're missing Kyogo, but we can't basically say, well, if Kyogo's not playing, we're not playing. We've got, to, we've got to still be able to carve open teams like Livingston on plastic pitches away from home. I'm not going to disagree with that comment the autumn goes. It actually says the same to my dad. I say, this is as worse, this is as bad as anything I've seen in the last 10 years. And I, mean, I noticed uh, on Twitter, somebody posted the last time we actually won at Livingston and Derek Riordan scored two goals. It's just, uh, it's, how can we be so abysmal against a team which is workmanlike? How can we be so abysmal so often against a team that's so workmanlike? But we've got to look at the day. There was failings everywhere the day, absolutely on the pitch, off the pitch. It was a, a dreadful, dreadful day. But I'm, I'm going to actually chuck in. I think we maybe got away with one with Rangers dropping points as well. I, I'm going, I'm, that's, that's the positive I'm going to hold on to. Well, my concern with that is, I said this at half time, we never laid a glove on Rangers last year. So see when they are dropping points, we've actually fell a further one behind. So spin it that way and you start to go, they're going to be just sitting there going, this is fine. I see if they are under the caution a wee bit, you might find out you know, what the mentality of their players are like because the nucleus of their squad has remained kind of the same from the seasons where they failed, albeit just one or two sort of additions, not wholesale changes. But if we are going to be losing matches like this, and not taking advantage of when they drop points, they're going to go into a comfort zone again of having no pressure on them, and they will break away. Right now, the win record's 50%, you know, in the league, in the SPL after six games now, SPFL, whatever you want to call it. And the three-away performances, right, 
the honest truth is that was worse than the first one at Tynecastle. Oh, it was that was worse. That, that's, that's been a worst performance all season, and I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. But I would rather have the team in troubles when there's still 90 odd points to play for, when there's, rather than there's only 21 points to play for. My, was it team in problems, though? My I, I concern just, I, with that is um, last season there was, I think, the club and there was a section of the support who thought it's okay, we'll play this out. You know, there is time to bring it back. Even at January, mm. Celtic believed that Dubai was going to be that magic wand and we would still pull it back. We're, we're leaving it too late, you know. I, I listed 10 players who were out for various reasons the other night. Obviously, a couple of them come back for today's game. Mikey Johnson makes his first appearance in, in ages. And, you know, eventually we will have Kyogo to call upon. We all have all these players that are missing from the side who would start ordinarily. James Forrest would start in a game like today, you would expect. We'll have Yakamakis back. We'll have options up top. But by that stage, my concern is we've already lost three games and you know the away record is absolute abomination. Russell makes a good point. Even if, for example, um, you know, Rangers drop a point here or there, Russell, it's not good enough because we don't beat them either. It's been long enough since we beat them. It's been long enough since we won a, a game away from home. And these these troubles are piling up because you look at a different central defensive partnership again today. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that in the first instance. And, uh, you know, I agree with you, Kevin, right? I think Carter Vickers, I, I like what I see. I like what I see. He does a lot of the kind of dirty business. He's comfortable with the ball at his feet. He's got a good range of passing. Sometimes he's not scared to just clear it out and, and hope that you're actually putting Livingston on the back foot, which, by the way, isn't a bad thing, right? You know, not everything's got to be tippy-tappy because I think we run out of ideas in the, the final third in any case. It may just be that we didn't have the players to, to work the channels where that would be effective. So, yeah, he's an absolute massive plus point for me. But he's played his first game today uh, with another central defence defensive partner in Stephen Welsh who didn't have the best game. So we're going to the next game and it's like, who do we pick this time? And that was an issue last season, particularly with the defenders and the goalkeeper that we've, we've not eradicated yet, Kev. No, the, again, well, Starfelt never even made the bench today. For me, did, was Montgomery on the bench? Pardon me, mm. was he on the bench? Mm-hmm. Right. I would have brought on Montgomery, I would have brought on Ralston, Juranovic didn't do much on the, the, on the right-hand no, side. And we can question, we can question Anne's game management today. Um, quite, quite rightly, eh? we, we can, because we're utterly abysmal. Utterly abysmal. And it's very difficult to, as I say, point any shining light on... Uh, Celtic in the, in the next couple of days it is going to be difficult to point a shine and light us because that was by far and way our worst performance of the season Joe Hart makes two brilliant saves and he it could have been that. a lot worse you know it could have been a lot worse he made two tremendous saves uh, and on one occasion he's looking at his central defensive partnership and he must be wondering what on earth are you doing here because a lot of the time mm-hmm. it's just win that ball just win the ball you know, it's a simple cross into the box, win the ball. And as Russell says, credit where credit is due, tremendous finish. I'm concerned that the wingers, we've been uh, raving about initially Abada and we've been raving about Yota. But you bring these players in, um, you know, from various different leagues all over Europe, Russell. These are the games at unfashionable Livingston, at an unfashionable plastic pitch that Celtic need to win. They two guys were really unimpressive for me today. 
Yeah, where's the mixing up, Paul? You know, and again, I think we we covered many shows in the summer where we spoke about a need perhaps to buy more domestically. And again, you've just touched on it there. How many players have we brought in from different types of leagues that play brilliant football, maybe? But unfortunately, this league that we're in is going to be full of teams that play 10 men behind the ball, hard to break down. You're going to need to be able to have a plan B. We go a goal down and he does not, he did not know what to do to change that today. Or refuse to. Either way, not good enough. Um, and we're now seeing a pattern, a trend. I see the thing is as well, see once you get a monkey on your back, it can be hard to shake off. And this is now going to become... You know, a, you know, a sort of a thread or a you know, a, a, a you know, a topic of conversation. Can Celtic actually perform away from home, playing this style of football and get results? Now we played Real Betis on Thursday. I felt they were there. They were a team that we could have got a result off. We were two goals up. But I take on board. They're sixth in the Liga. They've got a fantastic manager. They've got a budget that outweighs ours, and they play a far more competitive league than we do. However. The disparity between Celtic and Livingston today is wider than what the disparity between Real Betis and Celtic was. So you can't have it both ways. If you can't get results against either, then I'm sorry, that isn't really acceptable in my opinion. And we spoke about a mentality thing uh, before the show as well, talking about I would rather we got beat 4-3 than draw 0-0. What would you have rather today? Because we didn't score today, so that's the nil bit, the nil bit sorted. But we, we conceded. And when we conceded, we did not change quick enough what our pattern of play was going to be, what our style of play was going to be. And you notice with the subs, ironically, Soro, who's came in for Pelters, plays one direct pass right through the middle into Ayeti. Brilliant turn. And the closest we came to a goal all day. Now, there seemed to be a bit of a shift in the last 20 minutes to playing a wee bit more direct. I don't know what that where that stemmed from, but... I take I take it face value, like you say, the corner kicks suddenly going straight into the box. You have to learn on your feet in this job as well. We talk about transitions, processes, projects, and if we want to do become a better club, focus on Europe. Don't focus on 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 the league because the league will take care of itself. We can't win in the league away from home right now, so I'm not quite sure what we're focusing on because we're giving the Europa League apparently a buy. Now, Brendan Rodgers, we spoke about Paul as well. Played the exact same way in Europe, and we got cuffings. Remember when the, the wrong side of some defeats? Oh, yeah. Now, apparently, if you don't keep doing that, then you, you'll get better at Europe, and you can start playing your own way. Well, it was only five years ago Brendan Rodgers started. It was in his first season at Celtic. Since then, we're now in a lesser European competition with the exact same frailties. So I'm not convinced managers have five-year shelf lives anymore in modern football anyway. And unfortunately, I just think. There has, there's a bit of naivety that there is going to be this patience forever. And as long as we see things going the right way, I actually think fans forget who they've become. And I think you will see fans beginning to turn. I've had two text messages whilst they've been on the show, both of them saying, are you allowed to criticise Ange Postecoglou yet? Or what's I'm paraphrasing, but that is what the narrative is on both texts I've received. Yeah, I guess that was my first question. When do we talk about Ange, you know? And um, I think I'm already talking about it. I think I'm at that stage right now and people might think that's premature after six games. Um, I'm not blaming them for everything, of course I'm not. But you've got to look at the fact that we're one nothing down against Livingston at 71 minutes before we make a change. I know there's no 
um, obvious choices on that bench, game changers I'm talking about. But you can be cute with your personnel. You bring them on, you change your shape. You can completely change the dynamic of the game by making the changes. When I'm looking at one of the changes, Sorrow coming in, actually played a lot better than he did the other night, I've got to say. Yeah, he did. I'm going to be looking at uh, James McCarthy, Kev. Now, I've actually said it's his first start here. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. We understand, obviously, he's had uh, he's had uh, issues with his fitness because he did have the preseason. We understand he's recovering from COVID. You yourself are probably fit to discuss how that affects any mere human being like yourself, Kev, because I know it hit you for six. And I, I thought he tired really, really badly. Mm-hmm. The stray passes, it's, it's mm-hmm. a feature of David Turnbull's game. David Turnbull's ball retention normally is fantastic. See when he starts losing the ball, it's because he's knackered. He's not got the legs. Um, and and both players, David Tumble and McCarthy, were guilty of it. We bring off McCarthy. Um, how impressed were you with his with his first start? Is he going to play a bigger part than just cameo roles? I mean, to make your first start in a game like today, I think is a wee bit risky. Um, someone in the comment section says that kind of game was built for the likes of Ralston. I'd agree with that. I think Ralston, this is bread and butter for Ralston. You know, I'd maybe um, look at some of the performances in Europe and there are certain players that you think are more suited. I thought Yota was fantastic the other night, but you see him today, looks like a different player. And I think the flip side of that is the the likes of Ralston, who know the domestic game so, so well. He'd be up and down the right-hand side. So when I'm looking at James McCarthy, was it too much of a risk? Was it the wrong shout today, do you think, Kev? No, I didn't think it was the wrong shit. I think it was time to bring him in. Uh, he, as you say, Paul, he absolutely tired horrendously mm-hmm. towards the end of the first half. And again, I'm not a professional football player in that, but I can hardly walk from my bedroom to the toilet, never mind actually run about a football park for, for 55, 60 minutes. So, I mean, obviously McCarthy's saying that he's fit in the sports, or from both sports scientists, guys are saying that he's fit for a certain, certain amount of time. Yeah. I think. When we move on, and if we do, uh, and we do have a full squad ever to pick from, I think it's between Turnbull and uh, Rogic for the third in the in the centre of the midfield, depending who we're playing. Because I think McCarthy and McGregor will be first names on the team sheet. I, I, I think that's the way it's going to going to go. McCarthy was terrible today. I'm not going to actually deny that. Uh, when you've gone back. Russell's text and that Ange deserves a flack for the day as I say it's the first game that I've watched today where I've had no positives whatsoever to take from it um, I mean you look at the centre midfield Big, Big Cameron Vickers was a, was our a, was a best playmaker today how many times did he actually play the, the, the what I would call the, the, the champ ball that took out defenders for a badder to get into the back you ought to just look like a guy who hasn't played a lot of football and he's ended up in a tight park at Livingston, wondering what's going on after a glamour tie in betters during the week. We have to be better. We have to use the squad better. We have to um, just play better. <laughs> and that's for, for me, I'm having a look at that game and I'm maybe not going to go nuclear as some of the commenters are actually going. I'm having a look at that game and go, surely, surely we can't be as bad again this season. We well, maybe will be, we maybe will be, but I, I hopefully we will only be. But, 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 
in Sorry, terms of Paul. perception, in terms of perception, there's a there's a comment coming through, and obviously when it gets as busy as it is, and we're touching two and a half to three thousand live, a lot of the comments that come through, you do actually miss them. So I'm not ignoring anybody, and I don't know what the conversations and the chat has been, but um, totally new personnel, six games, yeah, okay, sack him. I mean, at no point would I ever sack a manager at this stage, but there comes a point where the responsibility has to be shared and, and Ange Postacoglu has to share that um, and the reason I'm saying it is because the other night I was very very defensive of Ange Postacoglu I looked at all the mitigating circumstances around the personnel issues that he's had yeah. the, the turnaround of staff that he's had the fact that you know there's certain players who have to play because there's nobody else in their position he's been in that situation a few times this season with Tony Ralston at right back with a Yeti up front the other night and it's going to happen again by the looks of it. So I think the point I'm trying to make is I've defended him and defended him. And now I'm looking at him standing um, at uh, the Tony Macaroni after 70 minutes with his arms folded, not making any changes. And I ask myself, at what point do we start saying, Ange, this one's on you? Well, I think today's result is on Ange. Absolutely do think it's on Ange. I think he picked the wrong team and he failed to change it when it wasn't working. Sorry, I, I butted in when you were about to make a point there, Russell. Hopefully you've not forgotten it. I can't even remember what I was going to say. Mate. There's so many thoughts going on in your head, but I mean, I think the thing is with these sort of games is I'll emphasise that again. Real Betis is one side of the spectrum and we were competitive for 25 minutes and that, you know, we're fact, more than competitive, we were excellent. Albeit, as I've said before, we did still concede two glaring opportunities in that, which it could have been a 2-0 dominating period that we had. But living on the opposite side of this spectrum, you know, and then it's two defeats in a row to one top-end team, one lower-end team. That's what the comment about sacking, I mean, that's just nonsense. That's not like, when you put that in there, that's like putting this invis- invincibility cloak on Ange and basically not being able to say anything about him at all because that means you're calling for his job. I don't think anyone's going to be doing that at this stage. What I do want to see, though, is an ability from a manager to mix it. Now, we were warned that he is principled and he will not change his way at all. Well, today, I'm not quite sure what I watched because I didn't see the all-out attacking football that's been a joy to watch and there's, there's leaking goals because we're playing so gung-ho that it was thrilling. Today was, you know, harking back to last season. Let's be completely blunt about it. And I didn't see changes implemented either. These are a steep lemon curve right now. I think today, as you say, Russell, I agree. This is the first time we haven't seen the high press quick football. Um, we have seen it in other away games. We have dominated in other away games for spell. We maybe weren't aggressive enough. We weren't aggressive enough at Ibrox. And today, I don't think we're aggressive enough, aggressive enough either. Maybe that's a mentality thing by the guys who were in the squad last season when we've been going away from home, that that mentality has got to change, that we need to be aggressive enough and we need to be confident enough to play our football away uh, away from home. Uh, today, I, I reckon there's, when you look, look at the subs that he brought on, he brought on Mikey Johnson and, and the first thing that went through my head, and this is no offence to Mikey Johnson, I mean, that's a waste of a sub. You're talking about a guy who's just back after how many months out? and you're expecting mm-hmm. them to try and come on and turn a game. And Mikey is the type of player that takes too many touches anyway, in a game where we need to actually move the ball quickly. They bring on Beaton. I didn't understand that sub whatsoever, bringing on Beaton. I, I do not understand it. 
we didn't do anything to change the game today. Nobody on the pitch done anything to change the game either. There was, a, there was quite a few players. You know what I mean? The run about made it look like they were giving effort, but they weren't really offering stuff. There was a time in the second half when I think it was actually Cameron Vicker was going forward and he was standing like that, going, would somebody please move for me? Would somebody yeah. please yeah, would somebody yeah, yeah. please step up to the plate and mm-hmm. try and do something? It was one of these days where everybody had and there wasn't many leaders on the part. The only leaders were Cameron Vickers and also the goalkeeper, who are who, who only, who only ones tonight for me can pick up their pay packet if you're getting a, a red face. You, there was another example with McCarthy and Welsh. They kept just kicking the ball back and forward to each other. Both of them are looking up. There's no options for them. But mm-hmm. my big concern is we, we can't too heavily rely on Kugo, as brilliant as he's been. We can't too heavily rely because when he comes back in, you then think, oh, everything's going to be great again because he makes these runs. He creates those spaces. Um, he you know, he presses the back line of teams like Livingston who historically play with nine, ten men behind the ball. It's not as simple as just bringing him back in because, I mean, we struggled against Livingston with Orson Edward up front. And I don't mean the Orson Edward that we've seen uh, tapering off at the tail end of his Celtic career. We have struggled for years and years. We've struggled with uh, Moussa Dembele up front, you know, against lesser opposition who play with 10 men behind the ball. So when Kyogo comes back in, that's one plus point. Callum McGregor's a massive loss. I think everybody realises that. Um, His influence on that team is huge. But I'm going to have to ask you, Kev, because um, you know, you're you're one of these people who you, you've been talking about a transitional season this season, and you know that's fine. And I, I think historically, Ange has taken a season to get going. And we spoke to um, you know journalism journalists from the Japan Times, and that's exactly what he told us. But I don't think we can afford it to be a, a transitional season in terms of we write off the league. And the reason we can't is because of what's at the end of that. What is the carrot at the end of the season? And that is Champions League and the finance that comes with it and the massive, you know, pendulum swing that goes the other way and goes Ibrox way if they win their the second in a row. So what do you expect this season, Kevin Graham, and Ange Postacoglu's debut season at Celtic? What are you expecting for Celtic to do this season? Uh, look... As I mean, you look where we are, look at the mess that we were left in, look at the, the rudder list that we had towards the tail end of last season. And is it any surprise we were in this spot where we are? Is it really any surprise we're trying to integrate a new side, a new style of play? Is it really any surprise? Have we maybe over, overreached ourselves with the fantastic home performances that we have? What I'm going to say is Kyogo and Callum McGregor make that team tick. They actually, They actually show the intensity that we need to play to for us to be successful. And without them, there's nobody stepping up to the plate. Aeti's a completely different uh Aeti's a completely different type of striker whatsoever. If you don't give Aeti stri- uh, chances, he, he's going to he, he's basically going to give you a performance like today and absolutely do nothing. I want us to challenge. And that, my opinion's not going to change because of the mess that we were in. If we have a massive challenge this year, and whatever will be, will be, as long as we challenge and make a decent fist of it. And what will happen will happen. As I say, I'm aiming for 90 points. If we get 90 points, see what happens. You know, I look at last season, first trophy last season, and many's a year. First time I haven't won the league in 10 seasons. And I look at this season and think, well... My aspirations for Celtic is you've got to go out and win a league. 
you've got to go and win the league. And I'm now looking at the situation. I'm just going to be totally blunt in relation to this, and it's not opinion-based. We were in a scenario where we, we backed the wrong horse in Eddie Howe. It fell at the last hurdle. We panicked, and we appointed Ange Postacoglu. The guy who was... Sorry, Kev. Are we sure Eddie Howe was even in the stables? Well, <laughs> I, don't, listen, I, don't think he was even, I don't even think he was even on the track. We then get to a situation where one of the guys who apparently was pivotal in, in the process uh, lasts 72 days, and we look at the league table today, and we've won three and six. We haven't won an away game since Valentine's Day, right? You know, which is absolutely shocking. And then you can start looking at all the other things. When was the last time we beat Rangers? When was the last time we beat Livingston? Um, away from home so that that is it that is as true as you can there's no subjectivity in that that's where we are as a football club so if you ask me are we going to win the league this season as I'm sitting here right now no we're not and that that is bleak that is a bleak um, proposition for me because I think Celtic must win the league this season I think the knock on effect of Celtic not winning the season uh, the league this season is going to be huge it's going to be absolutely massive we might be looking at a season next year of turmoil again because there's no guarantee that the manager survives that Russell I've asked Kevin I'm going to ask you the same season uh, the same the same question what do you expect from this season from Celtic win the league you've got to it's that simple see the thing is about transitions projects and all this stuff it's almost as if people think that the world stops around you whilst we have a season of transition no 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 your enemy gets stronger and this season is a season like no other for that because of the first time in I think 12 seasons there's automatic group stage qualification for the Champions League ironically if we want to progress in Europe and the league will take care of itself narrative I held last week as well then guess what by winning the league this year, you go into the Premier competition, which we have continually failed to do so on a regular basis over a decade of dominance. So before you know it, as well as the financial rewards, you're then competing at a higher standard in Europe. And then you can start trying to, maybe if you get a third place in the group, drop out Europa League, try and make inroads and that. But you're playing now at a different level. This season is so important. And people, I, I don't understand this logic of, you know, as long as we challenge it, it'll be all right. Rangers will be £40 million richer if we don't win the league. That's the difference. I appreciate, yes, it'd be great to see Celtic make progress. And I do understand the football aspect of that as a team. But the opposition you're against grow and get stronger. The world doesn't stop for Celtic having a year of transition. It's only be Celtic in transition at that time. And I'm going to hark back to it as well. Celtic fans are kidding themselves on. If we carry on like this, they will turn. That will happen. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to see anyone lose their job. That annoyed me, that comment, Ellie, because that's just not what anyone's saying. We want to see Ange mix it. We want to see him adapt. And he's going to have to, because right now what we've seen in three away games is actually it's went backwards. Because today, we've all agreed as the three of us, was worse than Tynecastle. The other thing I would say about today when we're talking about subs coming on, sorrow, beat on, you know, I know you didn't understand it, but they would walk into the Livingston team. They'd be Livingston's best players. So we're not like we're not up against an opposition today where, yes, we've got 10 players out and, you know, it's it, these hands are a bit tied. He's still got far more at his disposal against the, you know, compared to the opposition that we faced today and in the other away games as well, unfortunately. So the excuses for me, 
will will you know eventually fade. That won't this won't carry on. You know that everyone will you know transition season this year. If that was to happen, and of course we can't guarantee we're in the league, but it's what I want. But if we don't remember, you still then need to change all over again for the following season because the one thing you can bet your bottom door on is the rivals across the city will spend all their forty million if they get it. <laughs> That's just what they do. Well, it's another disappointing uh, result for Celtic. I was full of positivity, even though we got beat against Real Betis and uh, I listed all the mitigating circumstances that I believed were things that Ange couldn't possibly control. I think there was loads that he could control the day, which he didn't. He needs to get used to the Scottish League and quick uh, because Kevin reckons as long as we're in touch and distance by Christmas, he'll be happy. Will we be? You know, Hibs and Hearts are unbeaten this season. We are now sitting four points behind the leaders, and the leaders are, you've guessed it, Rangers. So there's another defeat for Celtic. Our Celtic state of mind, um, again, will be here tomorrow at 12.30. Russell will be <laughs> joining us alongside Tony Haggerty and Amy. It's great to have Kevin Graham back. Fully recovered, I hope, from his ailments, and you will be back on Wednesday, Kev. Everybody who's joining us, and we have teetered between two and a half to three thousand today. Uh, it's uh, it's great to have you on board. Thanks for all your support. You're joining us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, etc., etc. If you are on the YouTube channel, get subscribing on there and you might win some fantastic prizes. Um, it's going to be a topsy-turvy old season once again. Um, I think we started the Axon Bulletin just at the right time, Kev, uh, at the beginning of last season. It would be lovely to do it without all the drama. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind. Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.